You're listening to the Dogcast, episode number 74. Dogs win again, 14 to 9 over Mississippi. Alright dog fans, it's Dogcast number 74, episode number 74, your Georgia Bulldog Football World Service. We cover every spot of the globe with Bulldog football news that you need to know. Old Dog, it's the Old Miss post-game show. We won 14-9. to I gotta tell you, old dog, I don't even want to do this damn show. I'm sick of even t- I'm sick of even thinking about the Mississippi game. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. That's it, fans. That's gonna wrap up this show. Um, old dog, have you got anything else to add? Yeah, yeah, we we need to talk about it a little oh, bit because we God. need to we need to get it out. And uh, you know, I did want to bring up uh, we've gotten a few audio comments. Apparently, some folks are you know not happy with my keys to victory and just showing up <laughs> but again you know that that's pretty much true when you're playing you know just horrible teams like colorado and uh mississippi well, and but but the, the fans are calling for some facts so let's put it this way what's wrong with the dogs on offense i'll tell you they can't block they can't catch and they can't throw the only thing we got going for us is a decent running back, and when the offensive line doesn't perform, the greatest running back in the world isn't going to be able to do anything. Our offensive line stinks. Our receivers have damn frying pan hands, and we got two quarterbacks that don't throw very well. Uh, I noticed Matthew Stafford's helmet kept slipping down. I think probably the big head he had is shrinking a little bit, and he probably needs to get that thing refitted. Uh, I mean, we scored 14 points against the 85th-ranked defense in Division One. That is absolutely pathetic. And Colorado was 55th. I mean, it is just unbelievable. We In those two games, we've had the ball 22 times on drives, and we've scored four times. That's an 18% scoring rate. We ain't going to win very many games doing that. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. We have not, since the South Carolina game, we have not had a scoring drive over 58 yards. And we're not talking about playing an Auburn or a Florida, a team that's got a good defense. We're talking about the 55th and the 82nd worst defenses in the country, and that's all we're doing. Something has got to happen, and it needs to happen quick, because I tell you, if it doesn't, fans, get ready for an ass-whipping from Phil Fat Phil Fulmer and Tennessee. Damn, I mean, old dog. <laughs> we have been, you know, I mean, we are 5-0, and granted, 
We're five and zero against teams with a combined record of six and fourteen. That's nothing to take to the bank. And we have not been shut out in the in the first half in back to back games since nineteen eighty four, when Auburn and Florida did it. And again, they were good teams. They're not a Colorado. They're not a Mississippi. Damn, old dog, you're bringing it hard, buddy. I tell you what, I've just about talked out on the Mississippi game, but now I mean, you, we're, now you're we're talking fired about up. a Mississippi team that got pounded by the likes of Kentucky and Wake Forest. We're talking two basketball schools. Dude, I'm with you. I mean, you know, what can you do? I feel like I'm taking my medicine right now from you, man. And, but and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm you, tired I'm about telling it. you what is even more distressing here, Derek, is I don't think some of these guys are getting it. Here's a quote from Matthew Stafford. I don't think anybody knows what is happening, Stafford said. Everybody is looking for us to put up 25 or 30 points a game, and it's not happening. But I know... And the team knows we are giving everything we've got. Well, if that's the case, then we need to get some new damn players. Because if you can't hang 20 or 30 on Wake Forest, on Mississippi or Colorado, then you're sure not going to win against a Florida, an Auburn, a Tennessee, or, God forbid, even a Georgia Tech. I, I, I tell you. I think you're right about that. I think, like you said, you see the quotes out of guys like Nick Jones that say he thinks the effort level is there, that they came out and their motor's running and they're hot, you know, right out of the gate, and they started strong, and, and like, they don't know why they didn't score, and they don't know why it's not happening because they're giving such great effort. Well, someone needs to tell them it's because they're not blocking. I know. Dan Inman. Well, we've got some other things that I don't understand. Craig Lumpkin started the game. He had three carries for 20 yards, and we don't see him again until the second half. I know. I, ju- I, I don't get it. I mean, I don't mean to sound like one of these idiots on the dog vamp that, you know, thinks they can coach better sitting up in the stands because they were a mediocre high school football player like myself, <laughs> were coached, you know, by a genius who's not good enough to make it to college. Right. Uh, you know, but – I don't know if he's trying to keep too many people too happy or whatever. I'm telling you right now, the only time Craig Lumpkin ought to be out of the game is when he's tired and he asks to be out of the game. Well, like you said, you look at the you look at Ole Miss's defense, which gave us such trouble in the first half. Ole Miss is ranked last in half of the team defense categories. Five out of ten defensive categories, they're last in the conference. Not just last in the East, but they're ranked last in the conference. And we can't score a single point on this defensive unit in two quarters. We had 66 yards at halftime. 66 yards. And don't give me me this crap that they've got this, you know, this double threat, you know, cast off quarterback from Tennessee that couldn't make it there and went out and played at, uh, you know, Redwood or Sequoia College or whatever. I I mean, Brent Schaefer is not a Division I quarterback. Absolutely. And he proved that. They've got one good player, and that's some linebacker. I think his name's Mills. I don't even know. And he's a good player on a horrible defense. But, I mean, our 
our lack of offense, you know, made them look a whole lot better than they are. All you got to do is look at a little game film against the other people they've played, and you can understand why they've only won one game. And, yeah, against a Colorado, against a Mississippi, all Georgia should have to do is show up. We got a G on our helmet, and that ought, that ought to stand for something. We've got damn receivers that, that are dropping the ball. Uh, I don't know what's up with Massacoy. Uh, maybe he caught the same thing that the tight ends have gotten. I mean, it is, it's ridiculous. We've only got one guy that caught a couple was Demeka Goodman, and he dropped a couple. I know. I mean, I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening there. Well, I tell you, it's it's clear that a change needs to be made. I mean, it's it's clear that our guys are not getting the point because, like you said, we all thought surely, surely to God they're going to come out after that damn Colorado game. They're going to come out hot. They're going to come out dedicated. They're going to be focused and they're going to be they're going to be running hard. And still, we again for the second week in a row took the first half off, and. I, like you said, I don't know what's wrong with our receivers, but it brings something up. I want to ask your – got a question for you, old dog. What do you think about maybe a coaching change at receiver? The oldest guy on Mark Riss' staff is uh, John Eason, who is the receivers coach, you know? And um, i got to tell you, we've heard this guy, he's brought in tennis ball machines. He's done this. He's done that. All I see is we get we take great receivers and turn them into mediocre receivers. Yeah, I mean, you. you know, that's what we're doing. But I tell you, it, it's not just that. I mean, these guys aren't getting it. You know, you were talking about Nick Jones. Here's another quote from Stafford. I felt like I played pretty well. Well, obviously, he's the only one that does. He says, I felt like I managed the offense and had the right checks on most every play. I tell you we what, he's so in concerned. the first half. We're a tough bunch of guys. We're in it together. Well, they may be in it together, but like I say, they need to get a whole lot better, or they are going to take one severe ass-whipping Saturday night. They're stinking it up together. Stafford's talking about, you know, he's talking about his checkoffs and stuff. He threw for 91 freaking yards. 91 yards, old dog. He's throwing and 50%. On our first, and on our first scoring drive, we didn't throw the ball once. I know. And I tell you, quite frankly, I've got to wonder about some of the play calling. There at the end of the game, when we're trying to ice it away, we start throwing the ball. I know. To people that can't catch. We've got I mean, fresh quarterbacks throwing the is, ball. All that's going to do is stop the clock. I know. Give these people a chance to win. And I tell you, if it hadn't been for and and this this crew that they had down there. I know. I, best I can figure is somewhere in Oxford, they went by the park where all the day laborers hang out and with a pickup truck and said, hey, we need some guys to referee a ball game. Who wants to earn some money? And a couple guys jumped in because it was absolutely ridiculous. And there were bad calls both ways. Yeah, there were calls that helped us, but there were calls that hurt us too. on On our first of two blocked punts, that holding call, I, you know, that guy must have been watching another game because there was absolutely no holding at all on that. But they made it back up to Mississippi because on their lone touchdown, we knocked the ball out of the guy's hands. Obviously, before he crossed the goal line, the ball rolled through the end zone, and it should have been a touchback in our ball. I but, know. you know, 
fair is fair, and in that case, two wrongs did make a right. I tell you, it was the worst game. Like I said, like I started the show with, I'm I'm damn tired. It was so shitty. I am tired of talking about it. I mean, I'm I'm beat to death. There's, the dogs are. I'm telling you, dog fans, we got we got trouble. I mean, we got problems. As if you well, didn't already I'm know you, it. I'm going to tell you. We that. got damn problems, if, buddy. If if folks like Nick Jones and Matthew Stafford and the rest of the offense think they're doing good, they are 89th in the country. And they're averaging 297 yards per game, and that is against teams. Some of the worst defenses we're going to see. That is against teams with a combined record of six and 14. I know. We are not talking about powerhouses. I know, and like I said, they're not getting it. I mean, Nick Jones and Matthew Stafford—they don't get it, man. Thomas Brown. He's not getting it. I mean, he had a great kickoff return that helped us win the game, you know, but his he's not getting it done behind the line. And like you well, said, that I mean, offensive and, and line I can't, I can't say that because I tell you, this is the worst offensive line play I've ever seen. Dan Inman is the worst your, player on that line. Dan Inman has, he acts like he has son. no idea. I watched your son at a Little League practice, and that offensive line that you coach is better than the one we've got right now. I know. I'm telling you, and I'm I know. talking nine-year-olds. Dan Inman acts like he has no idea. Missed assignments. I'm telling you what, Dan Inman is missing his assignment on, I would say, fifty percent of the plays. It's, he has no idea what's even going on out there. When was the last time we ran our bread and butter running play, which is a toss sweep? We haven't. Yeah, I know. Because we can't get outside because we don't have the blocking. We don't have the blocking. We don't have any guards or tackles that are smart enough to pull. Uh, Auburn is pulling four linemen per play. They're playing. They're running such sophisticated schemes. They're running schemes that we couldn't even dream about running right now. And oh, there's, there's we no can't doubt even about get it. the basics done, old dog. And I oh, mean, I know it. I know. I, I know, guys. Listen, you guys that are listening to Dogcast, I know. Some of you guys are new listeners, and some of you are old listeners. I don't like sitting here pounding the dogs like this. I hate quit, it. Quit, quit sugarcoating it, man. I, well, we call I, it like I, we see it, and right now our offense stinks. The only reason I threw out all the, I mean, we could have summed it up in about five minutes, even a little bit less than that. But we have had a call from some of the fans for a little statistics, a little more analysis, so that's why we gave it. We're going to take a break here in a minute, but it boils down to this. What's wrong with our offense? We got an offensive line that can't block. We got receivers that can't catch, and we got quarterbacks that can't throw. And until we fix all three of those, we're not going to win the games we need to win to be in an SEC championship game. Let's go to break, and we're going to come back and talk about what may be the highlight of the team is the defense, even though they're pitching their shutouts and doing pretty good against teams that are not very good. We're really going to see how good we are this Saturday. Let's go to break. Microphone recorded some thoughts while I was alone. 
Looking for love, I found what I could be With technology Like I said, I, I hate it, but there's just no way to sugarcoat this. There's no way to sugarcoat this shit. We look bad. We look bad on both sides of the ball, and we got to get it fixed like yesterday. Or we're going to have a big problem going into the meat of our of our SEC schedule. Old dog, let's talk about the defense that gave up 135 yards to this Big Ten cast-off that is uh, running the ball for Mississippi. He looked good because he was, I mean, I think because he was running the ball against us. You know, Tennessee's got a damn fourth-string kid that's better than this kid we saw out of Ole Miss. What do you think on the defense and their performance against Ole Miss? Well, you know, the, it, it's hard to say. Uh, Ole Miss was victimized by a lot of the same stuff we were. Uh, Schaefer threw some balls that got dropped. I mean, you know, right in the hands. We had a few good hits. Uh, you know, we, I think we got a little manhandled at times on the, on the line. Uh, we didn't get the kind of surge that we needed to allow our, uh, 
to allow our linebackers to come in and tackle the running back. And quite frankly, I saw a lot of missed tackles. I mean, there were a lot of times, you know, we had our hands on the guy and, you know, he slipped that one. It was three or four more yards before somebody else hit him. And again, you know, we're not playing a team that's not ranked. We're not playing a team that's 82nd, uh, you know, in the nation. We're playing the number 13 or 14 team in the nation coming into Athens Saturday night in Tennessee. And quite frankly, how we are still number nine and number 10 in the two polls is beyond me. Well, I think we're going on reputation a whole lot more than we are on uh, the way we've been playing. Because I have watched some game film of Tennessee, and quite frankly, if you watch how they have done this season, even in their loss to Florida and the games we have played, uh, they should be ranked ahead of us. They ain't no reason to sugarcoat it. I love the dogs as much as as much as anyone, and I don't think anybody loves them more than I do. But again, I'm a realist, and uh, they need to show me something. We need to step up our play and start playing like like the team that we are, and uh, correct whatever the problems are we're having on offense and on defense. I will say that it looked like we corrected some of our problems on getting burnt so bad in the flats. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe that was why we didn't have the surge in the line that we did because we were moving our ends out, you know, to, to cover that. But, you know, in turn, Tennessee's a complete offense. Uh, you know, they're not a one-dimensional thing, you know, like we ran into against uh, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They can run and they can throw. And we are definitely going to have to play the best defensive game uh, of our season so far if we're even going to be in the game with these guys. Well, I'll tell you something else. You talked about missed tackles. I think we've got entire we've got our safeties and our cornerbacks making entirely too many tackles on the running backs. When you've got Keelan Johnson and Trey Battle making such a ruckus up there in the middle of the defensive line, it's clear that our defensive linemen aren't playing like they should be. They're not making the tackles. And I am not seeing nearly as much out of Quentin Moses and Charles Johnson as I expected. Um, have you seen the kind of production? What, what's what's the problem with Quentin Moses' production right now, old well, dog? Well, I thought Charles Johnson had a pretty good game. He I did mean, have he a pretty good game. He just he disrupted a lot, and he actually got named SEC Defensive Lineman of the uh, of the week. True. And, you know, I think Quentin Moses is just drawing a lot of double teams. But again, when he's doing that. That means they're not people blocking our two interior linemen. And, again, we need to stop the run. We've got to be able to stop the run, and we've got to be able to do it against Tennessee. I'm telling you, Ainge is a quarterback. Mm, I know. Uh, you know, he ripped us a new asshole two years ago. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he may well do it again. I know. Well, I tell you, I, I don't want to get too far ahead on the Tennessee thing, but, yeah, we are staring down the barrel of a real SEC conference foe this week who you know, mean, who mean, means us extreme harm. These guys are right. going to – these guys mean business. They're coming to Athens, and they want our head, you know? So um, – And we all remember what happened the last time they came into Athens. Uh, you know, there's no – there's not a whole lot of reason to belabor this. We're going to talk about Tennessee – here in a couple days, you're right. Uh, you know, I'll I'll say a little bit more than we just need to show up because, quite frankly, against a team like Tennessee, we need to play well. Against these, against Colorado and mm-hmm. Mississippi, you know, we should have just been able to show up 
play a normal game and win. Not a great game, and it's going to take a great game to beat a Tennessee. Uh, offense, I mean, summing up the game, offense played horrible, defense played adequate. I really don't know how good a defense we've got. We're going to find out this Saturday, and we know we stink on offense. We've got to improve. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you this. Here's the only. Here's the good point you can take away from this thing. Uh, you know, good teams win the games they're supposed to, and uh, you know it's a, it's a long-standing Georgia tradition to play down to your opponents. And I just got off a couple of weeks ago after the uh, UAB game, after complimenting the kids and the complimenting the Bulldog team about how they weren't falling into that trap this year in what seemed like for the first time in a long time. And I no sooner got that out of my mouth than we slumped against Colorado and slumped against. Ole Miss. However, even while we're slumping, we still won the games. And there's something to be said, old dog, for winning the games that you're supposed to win. We're still 5-0. and We're still in command and control of our own destiny. And, you know, we still have a chance to show up against Tennessee. Can we play the way we did against Colorado and Ole Miss and beat Tennessee? Not a chance in hell. But we are still 5-0, and and we have still won every game that we were supposed to win. So, you know, it's not too late for the dogs to turn it around. It's not too late for us to salvage or for us to get where we want to be in the SEC this year. But like you said, old dog, we're going to have to play dramatically better on both sides of the ball to to keep the dog nation happy. There's no doubt about it. And I was, th- well. I was thinking about one more thing, too. I wanted to make this point because I was talking to uh, a lot of dog fans after the game here. You know, I mean, that's why I told you. I get tired of talking about it sometimes because you're standing in line at the Kroger and you got a dog fan in front of you and a dog fan behind you, and all they want to do is talk about what they ask me questions. You know, why do we suck? Why do we suck? Here's the problem. You know, before the season, old dog, everybody said, "Yeah, we got to play these freshmen. We got to play Matthew Stafford." And I'll take a, I'd take a seven and four season. I can't tell you how many fans told me they'd be happy with a seven and four season if Matthew Stafford got the kind of seasoning we needed to have, and we need to get these freshmen get their feet under them. But you know what? When you get in the middle of the season and you start staring down the barrel of getting your ass beat by Tennessee and Florida and Auburn, that whole that whole romantic no of the seven and four in order to season your team it doesn't sound so funny now you know what i mean we're now people are saying well why do we suck so bad well you know what we got to get better and we got to get better faster because i don't want a seven and four season and i know you don't want a seven and four season but that's what we're looking at if we don't get better in a hurry or even eight and four because we got that extra game yeah you're right eight and four seven and four i'm talking about four four or five losses Likely we've all said it all adds up to 11. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about four or five bone-crushing losses. You know what? Well, That's not looking so appetizing right now, buddy. i got to tell you. Well, and I'll tell you this, and I know I know the fans on the dog cast got, got sick of me talking about it, and it kind of became a joke. But, again, everything on offense starts and ends with, with the offensive line. And right now, ours is not good. Protection, protection, protection. Can they, can protection, they get protection. better? And can they play up to their? They need to play up to their potential, and uh, they are not doing that. I mean, and we have I the athletes. Know. We have the athletes, old dog, on offensive line. We got the beef. It's just, can we get the right assignments, and can we yeah, put I in mean, the right? We, we outweighed. We outweighed Mississippi 
on our offensive line against their defensive line by an average of 62 pounds. No contest and they were, at and they all. Were, and, and they were kicking our ass. I know. It, it I mean, should be it, no it contest at all. Right. It I mean, should have you know, been. It, it, it can't get any plainer than that. And, you know, I agree with you. Hopefully, you know, I can't say this was a wake-up call because we should have had that last week. Mm-hmm. I hope that the coaches saw something in the game and on film that I didn't see, and I hope there's a quick fix to what's happening because, you know, there's no off-season now. You know, they've got they've got six days, really five days, you know, to get ready for the number 14 team in the nation pulling it into Athens. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be cheering for the dogs. I absolutely want them to win. But, again, I'm going to buy myself a baggy pair of pants and make sure I put a phone book back there because I don't want to take a severe ass whipping like I think we may get. I tell you. And I got one more thing for you, old dog. And I actually actually already know the answer to this question. But And we're going to talk about this on the pregame show for Tennessee. But, you know, Joe Tereshinsky is uh, going to be ready to go for the Tennessee game. And I tell you – about the second quarter of the Ole Miss game, I found myself thinking something that I didn't think I would be thinking, and that was, boy, I can't wait till Joe Tereshinsky is healthy again. I can't wait till we have some senior leadership in that damn huddle and we have a guy who can get in there and kick some ass out on the field, you know, another coach on the field, because clearly we're not getting that kind of leadership in the huddle right now. So my question to you, old dog, is – are you looking forward to Joe Tereshinsky coming back, or you know, or not? It's it, it, it's hard to say because again, at this point, it's really I mean he's got less time under center than Stafford does, mm-hmm. and you know one thing we haven't even hit on, you know, what alien came out of a pod and took over Joe Cox's body this week? I have no idea. I have no friggin' idea. I have no friggin' idea, old dog. You know the thing. The thing that Tereshinsky's got going for him is he knows the offense better than any of them. He's got more practice time, uh, but he actually has less game time. I know. Than, than than Stafford. Stafford does. I think you know. And again, you know, let's talk about a little bit more about this on uh, yeah on Wednesday's show. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of Joe T. Anyway, you know, let's wrap this one up. I know. We've had two horrible games. Let's hope it's an aberration. You know, let's hope that the world starts spinning in the direction it's supposed to and our football team writes itself. We whip Tennessee, and we go on through the rest of the month to the big showdown down in Jacksonville. I tell you what, dog fans, I'm sorry this show wasn't pretty. We're, there's no way to sugarcoat it. There's nowhere to be jokey and funny about a daggum win like we had over Mississippi. But I hope you guys enjoy the show. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you enjoy the show or not, but I hope you guys keep listening. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your feedback. You guys can call us anytime. We're in the bunker. We're we're seven floors beneath Sanford Stadium. The phone number is 706 706- Five three four fifteen sixteen, or you can email us at dogcast at gmail dot com. Old dog, is there anything else to say about this damn Mississippi victory? Not a bit. We've we've talked about it. Now we need to put it to rest. We need to look forward to the Tennessee game. Uh, you know, we'll be back in a couple of days, giving our analysis there of what we need to do to beat Tennessee, and uh, you know, we just need to get with it. Absolutely. On that sobering note, 
Dog fans, we're out of here. I hope we, uh, we'll see you back for the pregame show against Tennessee on Wednesday. And in the meantime, hunker down, dogs. Just hunker down. <laughs>